Welcome to the Your Take Podcast. Giving passionate, everyday basketball fans the opportunity to share their takes on classic and current debates from around the NBA. Compete head-to-head and get your voice heard with the hopes of our listeners crowning you the debate champion. Who's the GOAT? Would you rather build around Luka or Zion? Who's your 2019-2020 MVP? Listen to fans just like you debate these topics and more on the Your Take Podcast. Welcome on in to episode one of the Your Take Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Stern, and today we'll be debating who had the better career, Mr. Fundamental Tim Duncan or the Mamba Kobe Bryant. Now, before we get into our debate, I'm just going to introduce myself as well as the podcast. I just graduated in May from Indiana University in Bloomington. However, I'm originally from Philadelphia, so I'm a diehard Sixers fan. Now let's get into what is your take and what is the goal of this podcast. Now, sports debates are a huge pastime in America. I have them all the time with my friends, with my family. There are entire TV shows, such as First Take and Undisputed, dedicated solely to hearing the most recent debates and whatever the hottest debates are going on right now to hear them from Stephen A., from Skip Bayless. We've heard all their names. So the point of your take is to give regular, everyday fans the opportunity to come on, share their hot takes, their hot debates, their hot opinions on the most recent topics. If you've ever wanted the opportunity to debate sports to a larger audience, your take is the show for you. And now that we've talked about what your take is, let's get into our debate. So like I said before, we are debating who had the better career, Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant. To give a little bit of background, both players are five-time NBA champions. They both have won multiple finals MVPs. They both played their entire careers for the same franchises, the Lakers and Spurs, respectively. They're both arguably the best player to ever wear their team's uniforms. And they both got inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame class together just this past year. So before we get into the debate, let's introduce our debaters, starting with Ben Ekdahl. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Like Ben said, I just graduated uh, from IU, too, as well, May 2020. Uh, And I am originally from uh, from Indiana, born and raised. Uh, and I'm a huge Pacers fan, which means I absolutely hate the 76ers. And other than that, I am an avid competitive biker. Back to you, Bench. <laughs> and now, kicking off our, uh, our second debater, David Gordon. What's up, guys? Um, from Lower Marion, Pennsylvania. I guess that makes me a bit of a homer when it comes to Kobe. And I'm also, like Bench, a big Sixers fan. And, you know, I'm indifferent to the Pacers. You know, they like to hate on us, but I don't really have a problem with them. They oh, you're full seem, of shit. They just seem to have a rivalry with us that's just non-existent. <laughs> well, well, we'll see when the playoffs come around uh, in August. So let's get into our debate. Ben, elect- ben won the coin toss, elected to go second. So, David, why don't you kick us off? Tell us why the Mamba Kobe Bryant had a better career than Tim Duncan. <sighs> So there are two main reasons why I believe Kobe Bryant had a better career than Tim Duncan. The first is that Kobe had to overcome far more adversity to achieve five championships than Duncan. And the second is that Kobe, with all due respect to Tim Duncan, who I believe is the greatest power forward of all time, left behind a legacy not only greater than Tim Duncan, but arguably greater than any NBA player of all time. Starting out with adversity. After winning his first three titles with Shaq and company, Kobe saw plenty of players come and go. He was forced to carry the load for teams who, who, where his best supporting cast member was Kwame Brown. For years, the Lakers went through ups and downs. Management changed. Coaches changed. No players which were brought in or drafted seemed to be able to contribute. It was only after the Lakers managed to trade for Pau Gasol that the team was finally able to win two additional titles. 
Kobe was finally able to prove to the rest of the NBA that he was truly capable of being the man on a championship team. Duncan, on the other hand, had way more stability with the Spurs. Spurs organization that portrayed near perfection through a 20-year period from the late 90s to the early 2010s. Duncan played for the same coach, the same system, throughout his entire NBA career. The coach never changed. The front office never changed. The extraordinary amount of talent around him never changed. Duncan won his first title with David Robinson in 1999. Following this, the Spurs surrounded Duncan with superstar talent like Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Bruce Bowen. Without these three, Duncan would have never come close to winning another ring. These another four ran ring. through the Western Conference for nearly a decade, capturing three additional titles. It is also worth mentioning that the Spurs added Robert Horry for those three title runs. Once the core three of Duncan, Manu, and Parker had reached the end of their primes, the Spurs reloaded with Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Consistency defined by the Spurs' ability to surround their man with exceptional talent to win titles. If you put Kobe in Duncan's shoes, who wins more titles? In my opinion, Kobe at least wins six, possibly more. Moving on to the legacy. Statistics aside, Kobe has left behind a legacy that is untouched by any player in his generation. His worth ethic, motivation to never settle and never quit is why he would be remembered as one of the greatest of all time. He'd be the first to tell you that he's still pained by the fact he couldn't win six rings like Michael or even more. He refused to settle for anything other than perfection. His tenacity and will has been replicated in pickup games by kids around the world. When you were growing up, there was only one person you wanted to be on the court, Kobe. When you hit a fadeaway, there was only one name you would shout out, Kobe. When you woke up early in the morning to take a few shots before school, there was only one player you were thinking about, Kobe. With all due respect to Tim Duncan, no one, want, no one grew up wanting to be like him. Everyone wanted to be like Kobe. <laughs> all right, David, thank you. Now let's pass it off. Ben, ben tell me why uh, Tim Duncan is better than Kobe. Bro, if Kobe like stro strove for perfection like that, he wouldn't have gone 34 and 48 in the 0405 season. But anyway, uh, talking about Tim Duncan, one of the hot debates, and I'm sure that at some point Benj will have this debate topic as well, is the Mount Rushmore of everybody's all-time NBA players. Now, clearly, clearly, LeBron, MJ, and Kareem belong on that list. There's no doubt about that. I agree. If you think Kobe undoubtedly belongs on that, you're just a fucking homer. Anyway, in my opinion, Tim Duncan is the fourth player on that list. I think when you look at it and look at his accomplishments throughout his career, his consistency, he is the fourth greatest player of all time. Not Magic Johnson, not Larry Bird, fuck Larry Bird, not anybody else. Tim Duncan is by far the fourth greatest player of all time. And when comparing him with Kobe, which shouldn't even be debate in my opinion, but here we are, they had the same number of NBA championship rings. Tim Duncan did win more finals MVPs, three to two, and he probably should have won four. But Kobe definitely did not deserve more than two, possibly less. I don't know. I think Pau Gasol was great, but that's irrelevant. Anyway, he also won more MVPs, two to one. And he was on more all-defensive teams than Kobe, 15 to 12. He was actually on more all-defensive teams than any other player in NBA history. And now a lot of people like to talk about the stability that uh, Tim Duncan had during his career. Um, players like Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili come up, Kawhi Leonard as well later on in his career. And then, of course, Pop, one of the greatest coaches of all time. But at the same time, Kobe was playing with star players too. He was playing with Shaq, Gasol. He fucked up Dwight Howard's career, and he played with Lamar Odom, who was a fantastic basketball player until he started to become, until he became a drug addict. Anyway... Um, 
Kobe had the exact same consistency with Phil Jackson that uh, uh, Tim Duncan did with Pop. There's no doubt about that. And oftentimes people will make the argument, hey, LeBron had to go to the Heat. Or, hey, LeBron had to bring Anthony Davis in to compete. And the same thing with Kobe. Kobe wouldn't have won a single ring without Pau Gasol or Shaquille O'Neal. Now, when has anybody ever said Tim Duncan needed somebody brought in? Back to you, Benj. All right, guys. Thank you for the introduction. You guys both have really hot takes, hot opinions. One of you guys want to start off, defend your take. David, I think a lot of shots were taken at you during this. Do you have anything you want to, you want to say first? Yeah, I have, a, I have some things I want to clear up for a second. So specifically talking about the two players' primes, I don't really think it's comparable at all. The way that Kobe was forced to carry many of his Lakers teams, specifically in the mid to late 2000s, compares is far far better than anything Duncan had to do in the regular season or in the postseason. David, let me ask, so Kobe won- let me ask you a question. So you said that you said that Kobe was carrying those teams in the middle 2000s. What was he carrying to? Yeah. The three there were three years between when Shaq left and when Pau Gasol came. They missed well, they missed the playoffs one year. The other two years they got eliminated in the first round. Some would I understand some would, that. some would say it was Russell Westbrook esque. They put up their two players who are take a ton of shots. They need to have the ball in their hands. They try so hard on defense, but as soon as like they're as soon as KD for Russ or Shaq for Kobe leaves the team, they suddenly can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs anymore. With all, with all due respect to Russell Westbrook, Kobe Bryant would have not never lost in the first round of the playoffs if he had Paul George or Victor Oladipo. No, I'm, no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying that, that's my point. Russell Westbrook, KD left. Also, Russell Westbrook the last the Russell Westbrook the last two years lost in the first round of the playoffs with Paul George, and then even yes. without Paul George didn't get out of the first round. But I, I digress. Go back, go back to your point. What are you saying about Kobe? No, I'm just saying like when you look at the player, when you look at his prime from the mid. From the mid 2000s after Shaq left to when he won his final two titles, the way that Kobe was scoring the bar for the Lakers was Jordan esque. So from 2000 to 2013, Brian averaged 27.8 points per game while leading the Lakers in a very, very difficult Western Conference with no true number one option until they acquired Paul George, uh, Pau Gasol, from the Grizzlies in 2008. And they were eventually able to win two titles. But you still look at those teams and you look at the supporting cast of obviously Gasol, Odom, Ariza, Fisher, Bottom. Those guys aren't jokes, but you're not looking at those guys and being like, wow, like those are like superstar caliber players that are going to, you know, really surround Kobe with the scoring and the defense that they need in order to win a championship. Unlike Duncan, which had consistent talent, consistent reliability throughout his entire career. Exxon? Um, so I disagree in so many ways. Uh, first of all, back to Benj's point, Kobe sucked on his own when he was a, a lone star on that team. Tim Duncan, when he won his first championship, he really was, in, as you know, in 03, he really was the lone star on that team. Uh, at the time, Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker had just come to the league and hadn't even come close to establishing themselves. And David Robinson was old as shit. He was barely doing anything. I think he was averaging 10 points a game. So when you compare the two's teammates, honestly, I think that Kobe had better teammates during his career, during his successful years when his teams actually won championships, not when they were shitting the bed. He had better teammates. Shaq, Gasol, and Odom are all far better. Not not Odom, sorry. Shaq, Gasol, and Howard, Howard, Dwight Howard, are all better than any player 
that Tim Duncan ever played with. When you look at Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili, especially Manu Ginobili, neither of those players would be the Hall of Fame candidates that they are if they weren't foreign. Uh, they really helped to make the NBA an international game. And that's a big reason why they're going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But Tim Duncan, in all reality, didn't have any better of a situation than Kobe Bryant did, except for those three years that you mentioned when Kobe shit the bed. And just to add on to that real quick, between 1998 and 2015, if you look, take out Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant, the Lakers had six different players who were all-stars, and those six players made 13 all-star appearances. You look at the Spurs, only three Spurs players made all-star appearances in that same span, and only had 11 total all-star appearances. So Kobe played with more all-stars and players that made more all-star appearances than, than, than Tim Duncan did. David, what, what, what do you think about that? All, kind of all your arguments you're making, they're throwing right back at you right now. So what years did you say that was from? From 1998 Sorry. to 2015. Okay. You know, I, I, I first want to touch on Dwight Howard very quickly. I don't really think I like that. That's at the very end of Kobe's career. I don't think anybody's going to make a point where, oh, wow, he had Dwight Howard on his team. They should have won a title. Like Dwight Howard, I don't need to get into him too much, but that's just a ridiculous statement by Ekdahl. Uh, the second thing is, is that I feel Not like really, that, but go ahead. I, I just think that when you look at the team that, that Kobe took, putting the Shaq team aside, Shaq was the most dominant player on the team in the league at the time they won their first three titles. But yeah, you Kobe looked, sucked during those times. But yeah, I mean, he didn't suck, but maybe uh, the, the first championship. Maybe the first yeah. championship, but the, after that, he was a pretty dominant player. But you look at the last two titles that he won with Gasol and, the, and Gasol and company, you're not looking at a team that – today would be people would pick to win a championship because today nowadays you got all these super teams running around and when you look at when you look at like a team like the Spurs at the time in the mid 2000s and they won three titles like you're looking at a team that you know has some of the best talent in the league at the time versus Kobe's last two championships so that that's the main that's the main comparison I want to make Ben um so when I look at Kobe's last two championships, I completely agree he was the best player on that team, right? And there's no doubting that Shaq was the best player on those first three championship teams. And I think the amount of rings that Kobe won contributes way too much to his legacy, especially among Kobe fans. And I think in reality, without Shaq, he would have only won two championships. I don't think he would have won a single championship in the early 2000s. Uh, and frankly, I think the teams that Lakers would have put out there would have been completely pathetic. Not already. Um, without, without Shaq coming, Kobe Bryant wouldn't have become the player that he is, today, that he is known for being today. Uh, he wouldn't have left the same legacy without Shaq. But on the other side of things, you have Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, Kawhi Leonard, and Pop wouldn't have the legacies they have today without Tim Duncan. And I think you can say that more so with them then you can say vice versa when it comes to tim duncan's uh legacy and how they impacted his legacy he had a bigger impact on their legacies than they did on his all right well i can play the hypothetical game too if you switch kobe and duncan you think duncan was when you those started out you start out with the hypotheticals you brought up the hypotheticals you right. you're talking about switching their places no nah, i mean who would have been the big man on those spurs teams then who would have been in the paint Tony, Tim Duncan's arguably one of the greatest defensive players of all time. Kobe Bryant, you cannot say the same for him. 
just because he tried hard on the perimeter doesn't mean he was an elite defender. And he had more, he had more first team all defenses, I believe, than Tim Duncan did. Yeah, because he created a perception that he was a good defender. When in all reality, if you look at advanced statistics, that's just not even close to being true. Uh, Tim Duncan was far and away a better defensive player, um, and he, like I said, he is the second all-time defender in terms of win shares, defensive win shares, and he is the only player in NBA history. LeBron didn't do it. Michael didn't do it. Kobe sure as hell didn't do it with over 100 offensive and over 100 defensive win shares. You don't think any of those far more efficient. You don't think any of those win shares have to do with the fact that he played on a team that was a, a, a probably one of the better defensive teams in the last 20 years that had fantastic talent around him that was helping him out all the time that kind of allowed him to you know lay back and take his chances on the offensive end as well and and defensively so he didn't have to worry about running around and doing a lot of different stuff that you know Kobe Bryant was having to worry about on what planet is Tony Parker or um uh Manu Ginobili a good defensive player Kawhi Leonard sure but Kawhi Leonard was 22 years old I get it he played well defensively against LeBron I get that. That's one championship when Tim Duncan wasn't the best player on his team. He was still the best player on his team for the previous four. Kobe wasn't even comparable to Shaq for their first three rings. Not even comparable. They weren't even close to being on the same level. Shaq was far and away the better player. So you look at Kobe Bryant's peak, and I think it was one of the most impressive four or five-year stretches that we've seen in our lifetime. Starting with 05-06, Kobe wins his first scoring title, averaging over 35 points a game which was the best at the time since Michael Jordan had done it in the 90s. He then averaged over 31 the next year in 06-07 to win another scoring title. Finally, Pau Gasol joined the team. And what did we see after Pau Gasol joined the team? Kobe, they won two, two championships in a row. Kobe won finals MVP for both of those. And from 07 to 2011, the Lakers won 57 games or more for four straight seasons. And Kobe also won an MVP on top of that and finished second in MVP another year. Yeah, it's, it's possibly the best peak other than Michael Jordan and possibly what we're seeing out of what we've seen out of Steph Curry and LeBron James. So here's the issue I have with you bringing that up, okay? So you talk about his scoring and his MVP season uh, and averaging 35 points a game, stuff like that. When his team was complete ass, they got bounced in the first round of the Western Conference final, uh, in the, of, of the uh, Western Conference playoffs, of the NBA playoffs. His team got bounced. How is that any different than Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double and then winning MVP and then getting bounced in the first round as well? How is that any different? Well, what, 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 about, mean, what about the three-year stretch where they went, they went to three straight finals, won two, won two championships, Kobe got two finals MVPs. We kind of talked about that. But how can you, how can you I think coincide you're making both a, of those eras? How can you coincide both of those? Making, I think you're making a very valid argument, but Kobe was able to prove eventually that once you gave him a number two option, not a not a fantastic number two option, but a very solid number two option. And Pau Gasol, he he went on to win two additional championships. And if you look at Gasol's, if you look at uh, Tim Duncan's peak, like he never had to carry the load scoring wise for the Spurs. He never had to carry the load offensively for them. He was able to dish the ball. He's able to other players are able to create looks for him, and he was able to create looks for other people. Like it was, a, it's a very team oriented game over the Spurs. If you look at a guy like Kobe Bryant, he had to carry the load even in his championship years on the offensive. No, no. that was prime Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol was an incredible player, argue one of the greatest foreign players of all time, and I would argue a top 50 player of all time. Uh, he was incredible, 
and he was better during his prime years when they won those championships than any player Tim Duncan ever played with. Uh, that's that's just that's not true. I mean that that's just a that's just a terrible statement. You can't okay, say so that. Pal, when Pau Gasol who was, played who was with, better than Pau Gasol? Who was two, better than Pau Gasol? There's two players that Pau Gasol that that have played with Tim Duncan off the bat. You have David Robinson and Kawhi Leonard. I don't. David Robinson was old as shit, and Kawhi Leonard wasn't even. He's not Kawhi that he is today. There's no doubting that. I mean, they would not. They would not have. They would not have won that. They 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 would not have won the last finals at Tim. David, Duncan let's look at let's, let's look at opinion. let's look at Duncan's peak. Let's look at Duncan's peak too, because it's also pretty impressive. We got the back to back MVPs from 2000, 2002, 2003, and the two thousand three MVP specifically. It's arguably one of the greatest seasons a player has ever had in NBA history. Duncan won MVP. The Spurs won the finals. Duncan won finals MVP. The team had 60 wins. He finished fourth in defensive player of the year. He was first team all defense. If you look at the stats, he averaged 23.3 points, 12.9 rebounds, 3.9 assists, 2.9 blocks. There was only one player in NBA history who has had a season like that, and it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I think... Kobe's peak might have been a little bit longer, maybe a few more years, but Duncan's one season, back-to-back MVPs, and specifically the second MVP, is arguably one of the greatest seasons an individual has ever had. Yeah, so, like you said, Tim Great Duncan, in those, in those 2003 finals, Tim Duncan, he averaged 24 points a game, 17 rebounds a game, 5 assists a game, and 5 blocks a game. So you're telling me he never had to carry the load offensively, especially as a big man like that? 24 points a game, by far the leading scorer, 10 more points than any other player on that team. And he was incredibly efficient doing it. That was against the Pistons, correct? Yeah, 0-3 was against the Pistons. Okay. Just wanted to, just wanted to I, I mean, yeah, that's that's my main point. You're talking about a Pistons team's fantastic 0-3, 0-3 was against the Nets. 0-3 was, 0-3 the was against the Nets. Okay, yeah. Not, not, the, not the strongest Nets team in the world. I mean, Kenyon Martin was a pretty good defensive player. He was very physical down low. He definitely would have been a great matchup with Tim Duncan, but Tim Duncan just completely dominated him. You mean he's the greatest, the greatest power forward of all time. I, I'm not disagreeing that he was a fantastic player. And he is greater than Kobe Bryant. If you look at the numbers, just purely the numbers, throw the legacy out. I get it. There's a big man bias. There's a bias against big men because nobody wants to be that guy who's doing the dirty work down in the paint. Everybody There's wants to be that guy. Everybody wants to be that guy who's shooting from the perimeter, flinging up shots, throwing up crazy shots, As even if they're crazy inefficient, like Kobe's shots were. Let's talk, let's talk about playoffs real quick. So again, it's pretty hard to compare the Lakers versus the Spurs in the playoffs because obviously Kobe played with Shaq for those, <laughs> for those few years, and there was only one series, Kobe versus Duncan, after Shaq had left the Lakers, which the Lakers did win four games to one. However, when you look at the when you look at the numbers themselves, Blake Tim Duncan's playoff PER and true shooting percentage are higher than anything that are higher career averages than Kobe's. Furthermore, Duncan's true shooting percentage is higher in finals games and winner go home finals games compared to Kobe Bryant. So we talk about Kobe Bryant has all those shots, everyone yells Kobe like all the time when they're shooting. But at the end of the day, Duncan had the better shooting numbers, and he it seems to be he, he seems to be more clutch in those finals moments than Kobe was. If you are if you are an efficiency nerd who sat on the bench and wrote down the stats for your high school basketball teams, then you will prefer Tim Duncan. If you understand how basketball works and the grind and the tenacity it takes 
to be a champion, then you will agree that Kobe Bryant is the better player. Oh that's so, like saying, so, oh, so, Kobe, so Kobe which, wanted which one of those more, two huh? options, Did Kobe want it more? Better, David. Did Kobe want championships more than Tim Duncan right, did? Let's... Did Kobe want to win more than Tim Duncan did? <laughs> All right, let, let, let's, get, let's get to our closing arguments here. So, David, why, why don't you start us off here? For the, for the last time, tell us why Kobe Bryant had the better career than Tim Duncan. I think, I think when you take into the account the, the struggle that Kobe had to go through in order to achieve five championships, I don't want to talk about the first three. I understand the Shaq was a better player on those teams, most dominant big man during that era. But you look at what Kobe had to go through, what he had to endure in order to capture an additional two titles, far surpasses anything that he's through throughout his entire career. All right, Ben, take us home. Tim Duncan, Duncan Tim Duncan may have been the most consistently great player of all time. For those 19 years that he was in the NBA, he was incredibly dominant. His teams never missed the playoffs. And he won more than 50 games, except for the one season when they actually only played 50 games because of the lockout. So when you look at it from an overall perspective, during Tim Duncan's prime years, he was better than Kobe's prime years. He won two MVPs to Kobe's one MVP. He has more finals MVPs. All the stats are in Tim Duncan's corner. When you look at it blindly and not think about your own personal bias, when you only look at the, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the stats, not who shot the ball from the perimeter versus the guy who was getting gritty in the paint, Tim Duncan is far and away a better player than Kobe Bryant. All right, thank you guys for the great debate. Fans, listeners, now it is your turn. The tables are shifting a little bit. Make sure you go on Instagram. You will see a poll for who do you think had the better debate. If your entire life you've been arguing and saying that Kobe Bryant is better than Tim Duncan, I don't want you to vote for what your personal opinion is. I want you to vote for which debater you think made their case the best and made the best argument as to who had the better career between, between Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant. So make sure to look on Instagram at yourtakepod for that poll coming shortly. And now, if you've, made it to the, if you've made it this far through the entire debate, there are three more ways I would like for you guys to get involved with your take. First of all, if you really enjoy listening to basketball debates all the time, please listen and tell your friends to listen as well. Secondly, you can find us on all kinds of social media accounts. We're at Your Take Pod on Instagram and on Twitter, Your Take Podcast on Facebook and on YouTube. Please like, comment, share, subscribe, repost, everything in order to help us continue to get our voice out there and spread the word that your take is the new and best up-and-coming basketball podcast. Finally, if you want an opportunity to come on the show, get your voice heard, share your hot takes and your hot debates, we'll be posting on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook some of our upcoming debate questions. What we want you to do is go comment. Give us one or two sentences about what your opinion is, the ones with the most likes, the ones that we think are the most interesting. We will, I will DM you, I'll message you personally and give you the opportunity to come on the podcast and debate your takes just like Ben and David did today. So thank you guys so much for a great episode one. We heard a rousing debate about who had the better career, Tim Duncan or Kobe Bryant. And we're looking forward to seeing future episodes and future takes coming soon. Have a good night.